you know, when he first responded, it was actually really surprising because he said, you know, Lucas, this was the first time where you actually spoke up for yourself and I respect that. And I was like, boom, because it had been years of suffering basically. And then there was just this one moment of taking command or just at least trying to do it because obviously this was just the first of many steps. But then hearing this response was just utterly mind-blowing in that moment. And it just shows, you know, how much people respect it when you actually stand up for yourself and stand for something. This is episode eight with a leader among leaders, Lucas Krama. Welcome to Take Command with Paul Gowan. I am a Mustang Marine turned international leadership consultant. Each time we come together, I bring you inspiring people and messages to help you take command of your relationships, your time, and your finances so that you are free to lead the life you want. More than taking action, greater than empowerment, take command of your life. Starting in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Jack Welch says, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. And this episode is all about accepting yourself and advancing your service to the world through your leadership. Lucas has learned to accept himself, challenge people who were putting him down, and continues to serve at that international level. One pivotal conversation changed the entire course of Lucas's life, challenging him to ask, what is life really about? And is there actually something I can proactively do to improve my situation? This created a life-changing and life-sticking aha moment for him. Now he's an international certified high-performance coach, speaker, and content creator. Lucas is on the hunt for life-changing and life-sticking aha moments for you. It's his honor to coach and train ambitious, enthusiastic, entrepreneurially driven people on the principles of high performance so that they develop the support, the courage, and the tools to bring their personal purpose to life and make things better for themselves, for their families, and for the world at large. In this Take Command conversation, Lucas talks about impacting his university department chair with his thesis on leadership, how confronting a class bully earned the respect of that bully, and three steps people can take right now to move past fear. Some of the questions I asked him is what it was like to lead some of his leaders and the importance of personal leadership in the world right now, and what is his biggest fear? And you'll learn the surprising facts around how much a 1% improvement each day will compound on itself and total up to be at the end of a year. I know you're going to love this episode. If you are advancing your service in the world because you practice self-acceptance and then you take command of that leadership that you have, then this episode is for you. You can pay it forward by being the hero or a champion in someone else's life by sending them this episode with the message of saying, hey, Check out this free interview on the Take Command podcast. Here's the link, paulgowan.com slash 008. And then ask them what they got out of the, the conversation that they can apply to their life, their relationships, and even their business. Hold them, hold them accountable in this conversation. Help them, send them a couple of tips that you get from this conversation as well. Start that dialogue. 
And whoever this is, if it's a parent, a family member, a friend, a child, someone in your life that you know, that you love, that you trust, that you respect, that you want to support and be holding more accountable to their self-acceptance and their self-confidence as well, then send this over to them. Be that champion. Be that giver. Share it on podcast or Spotify or, or whatever app that you're using or send them the link paulgowan.com slash 008. I love for you guys to connect and be part of the community on the Take, Take Command Conversations podcast, helping each other improve every day. That's what this is all about. All right, so let's jump into today's conversation. Welcome everyone to the Take Command podcast. I've got my main man, Lucas Kramer in the house. Lucas, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for the invitation, Paul. I'm excited to be here. I was looking at some things that we have in common. I've got some notes here. Uh, we're both certified high-performance coaches uh, by the High yes. Performance Institute, trained by the main man himself, Brennan Burchard. And I think you, uh, you were recently able to send your university thesis, a copy of that, to Brendan. Uh, and yep. you were able to talk with Brendan recently. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how that went. Yeah, that was really an experience that I'll just cherish for the rest of my life. So I went to his new event, HBX, which was in February this year in San Diego, beautiful event. And so I knew that his birthday was coming up in February and I just thought, okay, there has to be something that I can get him. And so I had recently finished my thesis on leadership. So kind of like he did and just said, okay, you know, I talked to you and to some others and you guys just told me, you know, if he sees like, a thesis on leadership in another language where he cited next to other like incredible performers. He's just going to love that. And so got a copy bound for him, went after it. And yeah, it was kind of a challenge to make that work. And I had to talk to a lot of people. But then in the end, I really got up on stage with him. And obviously his voice was just, yeah, taken out a little bit after three intense days. Yeah, but still like this moment that I had with him, it's just amazing. And I get chills just talking about it. He's got such an amazing energy that it's so impactful when you go to his events. And then when you have the opportunity, those unique glimpses to be able to connect with him one-on-one, -on -one, it is life altering. I'm so glad that you got to, uh, to have that experience. So we're both CHPCs. We're both, both focused on continuous growth. Uh, I love the posts that you have over on Instagram, these ahas of the days. You've been doing those for over or almost a year now, every single yep. day. <laughs> yep. And a lot of times you're featuring different books, different quotes from people that are inspiring you. I absolutely love that. We have that in common. And then the final place uh, that I see we, we have in common is we're both agents of change. In your leadership uh, thesis, the head of your department was so inspired, so influenced that he is reassessing how he leads. Uh, I was able to do that a little bit in the Marine Corps. Tell me, tell me, what else has happened since you, you, you initially told me that? Where else has that taken you? Your, your thesis was going to be published throughout all of Germany, translated and distributed around the world. Where else has that gone for you? So, yeah, it was supposed to be like coming out right now. And obviously what we're going through 
just put the brakes on that a little bit. But yeah, first of all, I really have to say it was really honoring for me to hear him like a professor in management just saying, especially in Germany, because there are some real differences between how Americans see leadership and how Germans interpret leadership. And so just hearing that from him and saying basically, you know, I kind of need to reevaluate myself. That was really a big compliment that I was super happy about. And so, yeah, I was supposed to attend the graduation ceremony where I was suggested at least for a uh, for an award actually for that thesis and yeah just need to wait a little bit until all this mess has kind of come to a hold and then afterwards let's see what will happen so it's definitely going to get published in the entirety of Germany and yeah, I have a couple of mentors pushing me to really double down on that thesis and just take the momentum with it and part of the mess that you're talking about, depending on when you're watching this or listening to this podcast, uh, we are in the middle of COVID. Uh, so many countries around the world, states here in America are locking down movement and travel in order to get ahead of the, of the curve, to flatten out that curve. Um, I'm bummed to hear that that impacted uh, you. And I'm also grateful that the leaders made that decision to just Kank the ceremony, kank the gatherings, so that way people can prepare and, and our, our medical systems can better absorb uh, those that are going to get gravely ill from COVID. So it's, it's a little bit bittersweet to hear me, uh, to hear you saying that. Uh, I'm bummed, but also really grateful for that leadership for, for making that call. Yeah, I know you have just this deep connection to people just serving those first people who are basically at the front serving right now. And taking care of this coronavirus and the people who just needed those first responders. And yeah, just want to take a moment to honor these people and for the incredible service that they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the Take Command podcast, I, I, I bring people on because I've, I've connected with them or I've read something about them. And I, I want to get a little bit more for uh, my audience about they had a decision to throw in the towel, to sit down, to quit, to give up. And yet there was something inside of them that said, no, that, that's not the path I'm going to take. There's something greater for me. Because one of the other commonalities that we have is uh, both of us were bullied in oh. schools growing up. And, and you shared with me a story uh, from a high school trip where some people said some just nasty things not knowing that you were within earshot, just nasty things. Uh, can you walk us through that briefly? And then mm -hmm. what went through your mind to stay engaged, to stay connected, to stay in the game? Yeah, well, that was actually before the class trip we had planned to the Netherlands. And we were supposed to go on a ship just sailing around for a week. And so we had one guy in our class who had an illness where he would just get bruises super easily. And so obviously on a ship with all the wind and all the shakiness, that was just way too dangerous for him. And so in one, during one break before we were going on that trip, we were just standing pretty much at least half the class in a circle before the building. And I was actually just sitting basically right in front of the leader of the group back then. And I don't know how we got there, but I just remember him looking up, looking at me and saying, you know, 
I wish Lucas was the one with the, with the illness so that he'd be the guy who, have to, who has to stay home. And yeah, basically everything around that blacked out for me. And just, you know, there are so many people who have had it way worse than me. I know that. And they've been bullied physically even. And for me, it was just verbally. But I've always been a fairly sensitive guy. And so that just hit me hard. And I just realized that in that moment, okay, there has to be something that I do because my parents obviously were furious. They were calling teachers and everything, but that just wasn't it. That didn't help me. And so that was actually the first time that I directly messaged this guy on Facebook and just told him that I wasn't going to accept that anymore. And that was actually the first little step at least towards things getting better. I, I love that because there's so many people that would not know what to do. And in that not knowing, not take action. Uh, I, I love language. You and I have talked about just how much I love language and the power mm -hmm. of words. Can you just say that out loud in German? Like you standing up for yourself that you're not going to take that anymore. I just, I just, I love the German language. Can I, can you just share that with us? Oh, wow. Uh, so if you give me a second to just gather my words here. Um, probably said something like, Du magst vielleicht nicht wissen, wie es bei mir ankommt und wie ich mich dabei fühle, aber ich halte das ehrlich gesagt nicht mehr aus und werde es auch nicht mehr akzeptieren. Which roughly means, you know, you probably don't know how I feel when you treat me like that. And I just want you to know that I can't take it anymore and that I also won't accept it anymore. Taking command of how people are, well, you're going to interact with people and just drawing that boundary, like asserting that boundary of respect with a classmate, a class leader. <laughs> how is that? How was that process for you to be in that place of leading a leader, your class leader in this case? You know, when he first responded, it was actually really surprising because he said, you know, Lucas, this was the first time where you actually spoke up for yourself and I respect that. And I was like, boom, because it had been years of suffering basically. And then there was just this one moment taking command or just at least trying to do it because obviously this was just the first of many steps but then hearing this response was just utterly mind-blowing in that moment and it just shows you know how much people respect it when you actually stand up for yourself and stand for something i love that it reminds me of a of a saying that if you don't stand for something then you'll fall for anything have you heard that before not until now, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucas, you, you inspire me. You're, you're one of the younger CHPCs uh, within our community around the world, and yet you're one of the most well-read. Uh, you're already leading other leaders that are sometimes uh, significantly older than you, like your professor, the head of the department. And because of reading your thesis, he's recalibrating how he wants to lead. 
this established leader, the head of the department. One of the stories you shared with me was uh, with a girl that you loved several years ago and her yeah. challenge to you. Can, you. can you walk us through that story and, and what you learned from it and how you've taken action on that since then? Yeah, of course. So that was probably like the time window, just to give you framing from the incident. The first incident that we just went over to that point was something like four or five years. So just after that first moment of taking command, obviously there was no miracle and I still was this kind of awkward guy who didn't know really how to fit in. And so, um, yeah, there was just this girl in our, in my class and my courses and she actually had asked me to do an internship at my dad's company because she needed that for a university uh, application. And yeah, obviously one part went, yay. The other part went, oh gosh. <laughs> and so, yeah, we were spending quite a lot of time there working together. And obviously I was behaving like a, like a weird nut or something. <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. And so um, we just got talking and she asked me like, uh, what's happening here? Like, why are you so being so weird? And then we just got into that conversation and I started making those excuses like, oh, you know, once everybody accepts me, then I can finally be happy with myself and then I can stop the people pleasing and stop apologizing for everything. <laughs> and then she just said, you know, look, as if you don't start by accepting yourself, nothing's gonna happen and you can't expect other people to accept you and that was another moment of just these aha moments which inspired the theme of my post where it just goes mind blown yeah and you know it was something that my parents had been telling me for years like this wasn't that wasn't news but just the emotional intensity of her telling me that of that person that i was just so madly into that was this emotional intensity that I needed. And so that was the moment that pushed me into person development because then I started video watching videos. Then the first book was Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that just blew open a whole nother door to a new world that I hadn't seen at all of what's possible. I love this so much. And uh I'm 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 looking around the world right now and I'm reminded of a some instruction that I received in the Marine Corps uh early on uh that you know it, it's it's very rank dependent like your leadership and your authority is is typically associated with what rank you are and I remember as a as a young sergeant this staff sergeant one rank above me saying this statement Paul the rank does not bring authority to me. I bring authority to the rank. And that was just like one of those ahas for me. And I started working with my Marines on this concept I, I call leadership at all levels. Mm -hmm. And right now around the world, we have people just defying basic science. <laughs> you get in groups of people, you increase your risk for... Uh, spreading this virus we are we are lacking leadership 
at all levels, whether it's that personal leadership or in our local governments, uh, and some people would argue at uh, state or even national governments, sometimes the international community, uh, the, the International Olympic Committee uh, was pretty slow to say, we're going to postpone the Olympics. Based on these ahas that you've received, based on this leadership, this like call to action that you've received, what would you say to people right now uh, that maybe their bosses, maybe their managers, maybe their professors are not taking command? What would you say to those people right now for how to be a leader in their lives right now? So I love what you brought up about personal leadership. And that was actually the first point that you brought up. And that is something so critical to everything at the moment. And for me, that can also be translated into personal responsibility. And, you know, something, one of my all-time favorite speakers and authors is Simon Sinek, who has this principle that he says, you know, everybody can be a leader no matter what position, no matter where they're at, everybody can be a leader for the people around them. And that combines with that personal leadership of focusing on what you can control. And whether that's right now with COVID-19, where I hear so many people just complaining about everything, complaining about other groups of people, about the government, about how clubs and actually companies are handling this yeah and i'm like you know you're wasting hours of your life because you're complaining about something that you have no stake in and that you can't even control instead of focusing and asking yourself okay what is in my control and what is important for me right now to focus on also for the people that i'm directly influencing and so that's for me, especially if you're listening to this right now, just the critical moment, this critical distinction of focusing on what you can control and using that in order to serve and lead the people around you. Because leadership is not limited to COVID-19. <laughs> leadership is not limited to writing your thesis. And I love that you, you, you state that in a universal way that you have that ability to influence people and you're wasting time complaining. Uh, ah, I, <laughs> I, I am so fortunate because we've been able to connect, I think almost monthly. Mm -hmm. Gosh, for how long now? At least nine months, at least. Yeah. Every time I walk away learning something from our conversations, and I'm, I'm so grateful for it, and I want to highlight the, the best things that I've learned with you and, and from you, um, we talked about that personal leadership. You, recent university graduate and entrepreneur now. So let's talk about how you're taking command as a college grad as a brand new entrepreneur, what are the challenges? What are the opportunities? How are you taking command in your business right now? Mm -hmm. So yeah, all my entrepreneurial ambitions so far or efforts that I've done so far happened basically while I was a student. So for the last one and a half years since I became CHPC. And then I always also had that kind of excuse where, you know, yeah, I'm doing this part time and I'm still a student and, you know, it's okay if I'm failing sometimes. 
And now that is just gone, you know, it's all on, focus is there. And some of the struggles are real because first of all, still, especially in Germany, at least that's what I'm getting when I have those conversations, age is still a thing. And people just look at me and, you know, say, how in the world do you think you could coach me as a 22 year old kid? And like, it's not about me. It's about the process, the tools and about helping you be better, feel better, do better for other people. And so that is major struggle that I'm, I was hurt by a little bit in the last few months, but that's also just the progress of saying owning your role, taking command of that and saying, you know, I fully believe in that. Brendan also started at this age. That's also true. And I'm not going to have that as an excuse and just start or just continue taking action. That's one of the things. And obviously now with the university being over, one of the other things that I'm currently working through is just this entrepreneurial roller coaster. You know, one of my favorite books is The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. And it's just this continual up and down. And when you're just used to the education environment where you're just sailing through, it's all easy. And then you hit the real world and then it's just totally different game. Yeah. And people are judging you because you're also swimming upstream, with this, which is another interesting thing. And so there's just this culmination of things happening where you always have to evaluate yourself and often First of all, look at the truth before you can even take command. Where you first have to figure out, okay, what's not working? And am I accepting that? Or am I telling myself some sort of lies that actually help me avoid taking command right now because I perceive it as being harder than doing it? Wow. Uh, so well said. Part of what I'm hearing you build on is that time that, that 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 class leader was shutting you down and you stood up for yourself and you incorporated and, and advanced that lesson with that that girl that you were crushing on and uh when when she was interning with your with your dad at, at, at his company uh when you guys were working there it sounds like you're incorporating these lessons that you've learned from your past and just building up into the future is that what i'm hearing definitely it's kind of like, you know, you know this, that I, Brendan is just my hero, Brendan Bouchard. And so I could basically probably write a biography for him at one point. But uh, he's just been telling his stories. And now at HBX, he said, you know, many people have car accidents. And if you don't know his story, at 19, he basically had a almost lethal car accident, which just made him change everything in his life because he asked himself, you know, did I live? Did I love? Did I even matter? And his answers weren't something that he was comfortable with. And so he decided to change. And he said, you know, so many people have these almost lethal accidents and they don't change. And I personally know somebody who almost got killed in a car accident and just continued as nothing happened. And Brendan said, you know, I took this as a moment to say, okay, this is a demarcation line. I choose to interpret this as something that needed to happen for me in order to change. And so I also, at least I'm trying my best to do that for these stories where I say, you know, 
I could say, yeah, just the world hates me and I'm just not good enough and I'm just gonna do nothing and sit there and continue complaining. That's would have been one choice, but I wanted to take this moment to mean something and to be that demarcation line for me. Absolutely. What is the, the biggest place for you to focus on change and taking action on that awareness right now in your life? Mm -hmm. So this is all about the relationships that I'm currently creating, building and maintaining with people around me. And first of all, I always have to give a shout out, of course, to you and to some other people like Charlie Caldwell, yeah. who just have been incredible mentors to you and me. And just having those relationships and, of course, Angelica, who you introduced me to, I'm just so incredibly blessed by these relationships and I'm just so proud of having them. But as I said, you know, when you get out of the education system, you suddenly realize that the real world is about something completely different. And when I got into Charlie's teachings, the first thing that he taught me was, you know, relationships are the core of every thriving business, no matter what you're doing. It's not about the product per se. It's not about management or anything. It's about the relationships that you have. And for me, as somebody who had struggled with mobbing, who isn't really at least comfortable or hasn't been comfortable with talking to people he doesn't know. And just with that not being something natural or at least not being trained, that is the biggest challenge that I'm working on right now. Just being comfortable with reaching out while believing 100% that I can actually be of value to other people because I can be. And just pivoting the entire mindset, habits, practices around that, that's the most important thing for me right now. What's your, what's your biggest fear that you have right now? It's actually been, yeah, it changed because now it used to be something negative, but now it's actually disappointing my mentors because Brendan, even though we just got to speak a couple of minutes but, or yeah, seconds or minute, um, but also Charlie and you, just the amount of time that you invested in me just makes me, first of all, so grateful, but also I want to give back and I want to show you that this is something that was worth the investment. And so, yeah, this is really something that gets me every single day where things get hard. You know, there are Brendan, Charlie, Paul, Gilika, other people, Karen waiting for me and I need to show up. And obviously that creates tension because I'm a super conscientious person and I wanna just get things done. And then when there's this, just friction of, oh, I'm not sure what to do or should I really reach out, but I need to reach out. <laughs> so that creates tension. But um, yeah, that I would say is the first thing that comes to mind in terms of the biggest fear. Well, if I can lighten that load a little bit or, or reduce some of that friction, I am so proud with you, not of you, 
we're on this journey of service together, brother. And the things that you have done and the places that you are going, the, the people that you are influencing, the, 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 the leadership that you are exuding, you're not, you're not disappointing me at all. I don't even see a possible scenario in the future uh, that, 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 could, that could exist. So I hope that that lightens the load a little bit. And I, and I encourage you, talk to Charlie, talk to Angelica, and, and, and just double check. Is there a way that I could like piss you off or disappoint you? Because like, I, uh, I, I have my own theories about what they would say, but put that to the test, would you? Okay, I'll get back to you about that. <laughs> if, and I would if, love to hear your theories afterwards. <laughs> See if they match. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you were to have a focused message to someone that is in that place of fear, in that place of change, maybe it's because they are graduated from uh, a university uh, or high school. Maybe it's because they left a job. Maybe it's because they had the courage to stand up for themselves and get that divorce or, or end a relationship in their life. And they're in that place of change and they're in that place of fear. What would you say to that person right now listening to this? What would be the, the, the two or three steps that you could instruct them in for how to, to take that next step, how to orient themselves towards their future? What would you recommend to that person listening right now? Yeah, a couple of points. So number one, which is just a big point for me always, is practice reverence for life. You know, the odds of being here as a human being are actually 400 trillion to one. And when you think about all the entire universe, the 7.7 billion, I think by now, people we have on this planet, and the moment, the fact that you get to spend this day and with the people around you that you somehow met in all of this uncertainty, that's just the first thing, you know, get some perspective and realize how grateful each and every one of us, no matter what situation we're in, how grateful we can actually be for that. Number two is a super important principle that I learned from Jordan Peterson, who is this famous Canadian psychologist, who says that the first step to everything or changing everything is setting up an aim. And hopefully or preferably something that is really meaningful to you. Because when you set up that aim, your entire attention, your decisions, what you're looking at, the content you consume, the people you talk to, everything changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you start with a bigger ambition, you know, that's what also happened to me because I read those first person development books and suddenly I saw my vision and ambition just rising because there was another goal and suddenly my thoughts started running not around my self-hatred or all the negative things about me, but about what's actually possible. So that would be number two. Um, number three is something that we've been mentioning during this interview, just get around real uplifting people. And it doesn't matter where they're at or like we have this wonder of the internet and we, the, we can just connect everywhere like we do right here with probably more than 5,000 miles between us. And so just the fact that you get to learn from people who've been there, done that, and who can always just uplift you, who are there for you to take care of you and do it with honesty, that's just 
you know, it's more valuable than anything else because in the end, the relationships that we have, we just mentioned it, it's not only for our business, but also for just our overall well-being. And, and the last thing is just, it sounds generic, but the most important thing is growth and making progress towards the goal that we set. And some of the steps that we take may seem small and insignificant, but just the other day, I realized that sometimes what we're so narrowly focused on can actually also be blinding us to some tinier steps that could really help us make progress, but just our ego is blocking it a little bit. But this is also the idea behind the ahas, you know, 1% better every single day, and that compounds into 36 times or 37, something in between of improvement in one year. And, oh my gosh, I, I know we've got a limited amount of time today because you've got other interviews lined up. You are growing in your service to our world. Uh, so a few, few last things here. Part of this, you've created a program to help people in this by creating their perfect day. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and we'll have the link in the show notes uh, if they, if they want to check that out, but tell us a little bit about that. Why did you create it and what will people learn, uh, by, by taking advantage of that opportunity? Yeah. So I call it the 11 day perfect day blueprint challenge. And this was just an itch for me also that I needed to scratch because, you know, at, at the beginning of this interview, we were talking about the importance of focusing on what you can control. And the ultimate thing that we can all control is our day right here today. And so everything that will happen in the future depends on what we're doing today, whether it's about our health and the results that we get there, about our business, about our relationships, everything. And so I just wanted to give people, because there's so much information out there, a really specific tool with a checklist of 11 things that when you get these done every single day and you get to hit that little crushed it checkbox, I promise you, you will make great progress in order to just live a more focused, productive life, a more vibrant and energetic life, create deeper relationships with the people around you and just experience more connectedness and meaning in this life. That's something I want. So I'll be signing up for this, uh, this perfect day blueprint. Uh, where do you hang out the most? Where can people find you? Website, Instagram, Facebook, where, where do you hang out the most? Yeah, so obviously there's my website, lucaskramer.net. And mostly probably right now on Instagram, but these aha gets, ahas get posted on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on Facebook. So just pick whichever platform you like the most and let me know how you're liking these ahas and all the other stuff that gets posted there. He's everywhere. Wherever you're hanging out, you can find Lucas. I, I keep saying Kramer, but that's not how you pronounce it properly. <laughs> yeah, Kramer. well, it's just the German way is Lucas Kramer. Kramer. But I'm actually now used to being called Lucas and saying Lucas when I introduce myself in the video. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, final few questions for you. Uh, if you, if you woke up tomorrow and for whatever reason, you knew that it was going to be your last day, 
what would you do? First thing coming to mind goes back to the relationships. Um, just writing big thank you notes to my mentors, my teachers, my parents. And yeah, telling them how much I appreciate them, how I couldn't have imagined life without them, uh, all they've done and how much I appreciate their service to the world. And it's funny that you say that because there's, except for that, there's nothing in my mind coming up right now. And that just shows you how important the relationships we have are because just sitting in your room by yourself or just watching the next season on Netflix or whatever show just doesn't matter in those moments. So it's actually just about those relationships. I, I, I love how square you are right now that like all of your accounts are square. Are you familiar with that expression in English that everything's squared up, everything's settled? Oh, okay. Makes we sense. can we can add that to your repertoire of, <laughs> of weird yes. English expressions. Uh, of the day number 321. There it is. There it is. I learned what squared means. <laughs> <laughs> More than just a mathematical equation. You're squared up to where you can, you can really reach out and acknowledge those people that have helped uh, shape your life and influence you so much. And I'm going to challenge you. Uh, don't wait for that memo that, that you've got 24 hours or, or two hours left. Uh, I'm going to challenge you. Reach out soon like maybe as early as uh, at the end of your interviews today uh, to, to reach out and acknowledge those people uh, that, that have influenced you so much. Uh, I also want to acknowledge you for being such a bright light. You came from a place where you were bullied, you were put down. Uh, stuff that we didn't even get into is some of just the physical uh, challenges that you were born with, that you overcame. That'll be something when we have you back on, we can, we can possibly talk about that. And you continue to push okay. yourself. You continue to push yourself. You're so focused on growth and it's service-based service growth that you're focused on. You're servicing yourself so that you can grow, so that you can turn around and serve others at a higher level. And that is, it is so beautiful. I think it's one of your superpowers, Lucas, and I'm, I'm so excited to see where you're headed. Uh, so we're going to do this again. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. I would love to. Thank you so much, Paul. Absolutely. So my final question for you is, what is your definition of take command? Taking command for me means realizing that time is running out that the clock is ticking and that every single day of your life, you have an opportunity to go after the things and the people in a positive way uh, that actually matter. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, my main man, Lucas Kramer. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for the invitation, Paul. It was just a blast and looking forward to the next one. It is always such a pleasure to interview people of the caliber of Lucas. You know, I, I think about what could I do for a, a conversation in another language? You know, Ger German is not my first language. It is for Lucas, but he masters 
the art of communication to where he can connect and find a place to serve you in this episode. I know that you love this, so be sure to share this with a friend, paulgowan.com slash 008, or share it on uh, whatever app that you're listening to this on. Text a friend, be that hero, be that leader, be that champion, and say, hey, let me know what you think about this episode. I really enjoyed when Lucas said, or I really enjoyed Paul's question around, be that giver in your life. Share it over on Instagram. Take me at paul.gowan and make sure you take Lucas as well as I know that he would love to see that he's impacting you at that global level. Again, paulgowan.com slash 008 or use that podcast link on your app. I'm so grateful to be able to curate and, and bring in people from all these different walks of life. That is my mission here on the Take Command Conversations podcast. So would you please do me a favor and, and help me get better? Leave me a rating and a comment, whether it's one stars all the way up to five stars. Let me know uh, what you don't like about how I'm hosting this show or what ways that you are just really thriving and, and some of the key takeaways that you're getting. This knowledge is crucial. Like that was my first step in personal development was getting smart and figuring out how to put it into action. You have that power. You have that knowledge. So now it's time to apply it so you can transform your life and reach that next level. It is up to you. If you want some help with that, if, if you're a small business owner and you're feeling stuck in your life, your relationships, or your business, and you want some help to reach that next level of success faster under the guidance of an expert, then head over to paulgowan.com slash apply and complete a client application. My team and I are going to review those applications and see if you're a good fit for this program because I know after helping thousands of business owners that when you go through the take command process, you will succeed faster than whatever it is you are currently doing. Head over there. If you're not yet part of the community, head over to Facebook on Take Command Crew. Uh, join that group as well so you can get access to some exclusive content that I provide to that Facebook group. And remember that quote from the beginning. Jack Welch says, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, then success is all about growing others. We got to hear how Lucas is growing himself and others in his service to the world. I hope that you're able to take command of that knowledge and put it into action immediately. Get out there today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share it with a friend. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time to get back out there, take command, and go live the life of your dreams.